wasn't sure what will be the, if I can come back to Canada, because they were telling us they're canceling flights. I wasn't sure what kind of an environment I'm going to come back to. Okay, we have to be quarantined for 14 days. Do we have, because the 14-day quarantine wasn't set when we left Canada, do we have enough food for 14 days? Is there anything open for me to do that? And then on top of that, I'm laid off. I have relied on that um, income because I was going to make some purchases and stuff like that. The only thing that saved me through that trip was my gratitude journal. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this In the Middle of the Holidays podcast episode. I'm so excited that you're here. I hope you had a great holiday season. And I know that a lot of us had to change our holiday plans because of the new COVID variant outbreak. So I hope that you ended up spending time with people that you love in a safe and healthy way and that you yourself are doing great as we round into the new year. Today on the podcast, I've got a wonderful guest, Anahita Sharvini, who is a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She's an upcoming author and she is very much a gratitude ambassador. In this episode of the podcast, Anahita shares her success story with her business, Gogo Bags, and then she also shares how her gratitude practice is what got her through the beginning of the pandemic. She's also written a book called The Currency of Crafting, which will be released in early 2022. In the meantime, Anahita has provided us with Essentials for Market Day to download for those that are doing in-person craft fairs and market. So if these kind of in-person events are on your list for 2022, you'll want to check the show notes for the link to be able to download that. Speaking of planning for 2022, I get that it is a difficult time right now and there are a lot of unknowns, but for most of us business owners, we've gotten to the point where we can run our businesses pretty much online and through online meetings. Now, if you're not sure how to plan your year or you're feeling a little bit disheartened about the upcoming year, I would love for you to join me on January 2nd for a workshop that I do on a yearly basis. And we're going to talk about how to create your most grateful year yet. In this workshop, we'll be doing a review of the past year and celebrating our successes and also looking at what's working and what's not working. We will do some gratitude meditations and visualizations together in order to create the year ahead of time. This might be something new for some of you, and especially if you're maybe a first-time entrepreneur, this might not be something you've done before. But trust me when I tell you that creating your year in your mind and celebrating your successes 12 months ahead of time truly makes a difference of how your year unfolds. Listen. 
There are so many things that are out of our control during these challenging times. And I feel like I say that every time we start a podcast, that we're in challenging times. But the truth is, we are. We are still in the midst of a global pandemic, and it's really changed the way that we connect and create. And connection is one of the most important things. So I would love for you to connect with me. We're doing this workshop live. It is a three-hour workshop. And when we're done, you'll have your plan created for 2022. And at the very least, you'll have a plan for your gratitude practices as we go into the new year. Here's what I want you to do. Go visit my website, wakeupwithgratitude.com. This workshop is listed right on the front page. You can read all the details there. The cost is also there, and it's very reasonable for the amount that we're going to get done in a very short time. You are also going to get the recording for your own personal use. So if you want to review or go back or go more in depth, you can do that after as well. I would love for you to join me. So again, you're going to visit wakeupwithgratitude.com. And the program is called Create Your Most Grateful Year Yet. I look forward to meeting so many of our podcast listeners at this workshop. Okay, friends, let's dive right into this episode with Anahita Sharvini sharing with us what it's like to have gratitude as a practice to get you through COVID, how she's become an incredible, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and what she's excited about for the next year. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming my friend, Anahita Sharvini. I really hope I did a good job that time. You did awesome. (laughs) Thank you for challenging me with your beautiful name. And Anahita and I uh, actually were connected through Gratitude on Facebook. That's actually what connected us as friends in the beginning but it turns out we're connected through this gratitude community. And I was curious, you know, where did this passion for gratitude come from? You know, I know that she's an entrepreneur. She's actually the founder of GoGo Bags, which we're going to hear all about. And then she also founded um, a new company called Ask Anahita Consulting. So she's really like a consultant and a mentor for other makers because she'll tell you the story of GoGo Bags and you'll see why she's become a mentor. So she's really someone that can help you uh, when you're building in a crafting marketplace. She is an expert when it comes to doing shows and things like that. But most importantly, She has an incredibly powerful story of gratitude, how that really helped her over the past couple of years, which know a lot of us have been struggling. So I always like to start my podcast with a little bit about your story and your background. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us kind of some of your background story. Hi, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, So um, yes, the story about me set aside gratitude that will come later. Um, in 2010, I created a company called GoGo Bags with my mom. We were the first company who in Canada who uh, created um, reusable bags that kept vegetables fresh for up to 10 days or more uh, and keeping about 800 pounds of uh, food waste uh, and more than uh, 4,000 single-use plastic bags from the landfill. And um, so, yes, 
I created Google Bags and then soon um, I learned how to sell my products and talk about my products, uh, got into Whole Foods and Spud and uh, more than 75 stores around Canada. And um, in COVID, um, while Google Bags was not suffering much um, because of the lockdowns. I could see that a lot of my uh, vendor friends from the markets were really suffering because all the markets were shut down and they were all focused on craft markets. So to help them um, sell online, I created this um, online market called Canadian Makers Market that had a training component, which these vendors needed to be able to sell effectively in the market and eventually online in general. So in that training, I offered um, my friends uh, to come and take an income uh, breakthrough session with me, uh, which um, like a lot of them, joined and I could see that uh, my mentorship could help them. Like I had a lady coming to me with, um, you know, frustrated, confused, and at the end of her rope um, because she wasn't able to sell her products effectively. And she had to look into more employment jobs because she was laid off from one. Um, we were quickly able to see the where the bottleneck was, uh, reduce her production costs, reduce her uh, production time, and add a service to her uh, products so we could increase her income by 20%. And it all started from there, the beginning of Ask Anahita Consulting. And now I'm actually writing a book called Currency of Crafting so that um, everyone can benefit from um, what I did for Coco Wax. That's amazing. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing it in like such a concise way. That was very, that was awesome. <laughs> but I, I have a few little questions along the way. So sure. You mentioned that you started a business with your mom. So did you grow up, like, have you always had a good relationship with your mom or was this sort of as an adult, you decided that, like, it's just always interesting for, you know, relationships yeah. and, and working with our parents as adults. I actually had a good relationship with my mom as uh, good as a teenager can have. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we we had a good relationship. We have a we still have a very close relationship. She is not, unfortunately, she's not in the business anymore. She uh, got sick last year, and uh, yeah, so so she's not in business, but we are still very close, and she follows everything I do. Uh, but funny thing is that. Um, I have, before working with my mom, I worked for my dad for his travel agency closely for 10 years. Then I took a few years break working for myself. Then I had worked with my mom for 10 years. So they don't feel left out, I guess. But it was like, it wasn't me thinking. Now that I think back, I think, oh, the universe did some uh, some very <laughs> equal um, partnership with my parents yeah well that's interesting so did you grow up then with two like entrepreneurial parents uh yes 
That's so fun. I was born into a family business and entrepreneurial parents. That's amazing. And you still ended up becoming an entrepreneur and enjoying it and being successful, which is not always the case. You know, it's not always easy. And you and also not always easy when you, you know, leave what you were doing. Like you said, you were doing a travel business with your father and then you started your own thing, you know, with your mom. It's not always easy to kind of go a different direction. Uh, do you remember what it was that sort of inspired you when you started Go Go Bikes? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it was a time that um, they were just uh, like they were just discovered that BPA has such diff- bad effect on our body. And my son was starting kindergarten. My mom just had moved into Canada to stay. And she was kind of restless, trying to wanted to do something here. And I got a letter from this kindergarten teacher that she is running a, a plastic-free, waste-free launch policy in her class. And during that time, because of BPA, I have thrown away all of my, well, recycled, all of my reusable plastic uh, containers. I was only using jars and plastic bags, unfortunately, like think it was 2010, we yeah. were not still aware of all these, um, you know, effects of plastic on the environment. So I was dealing with these two very real issues in my life. My kid has to go to school. I can't send glass with him. He would break it quickly. And my mom was restless and she wanted to go and work for, I don't know where I knew she wouldn't be happy. So one sleepless night, I remember it was mid-July, one sleepless night at 2 a.m., I just burst awake and I thought to myself, I have it. She loves sewing. She loves all these crafting. I need a reusable, safe, reusable product for my kids. So I put the two together and woke up, got in front of my computer. I was actually on... Like I was two weeks away from launching a service business for myself. I was two weeks away. I had done all the pro bono work, created a portfolio for myself, but then did the research and called her 6 a.m., woke her off. And I said, we have a business. You don't need to go work for anybody else. We're going to be partners. And yeah, well, the idea that happened, um, at that night, we totally 360 changed it. <laughs> it's not what I imagined then. It's way bigger and better. Uh, but it started uh, like that. Wow, that's amazing. I love that that flash of inspiration. And then you actually took action for it because I think that's the biggest key is like we can get inspiration and be creative and not do anything with it. So I'm trying to bring things back to like the crafting market and all of that thing. So like you are obviously mentoring people in this space. So when you first started your business, was that how you shared your products? Uh, that was it. Yes. Okay. We launched our business at a Christmas craft market here in North Vancouver, uh, to be exact, on November 26th of 2010. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that was definitely a part of your business yeah, growth of the beginning. Because when you said like you shared all the big numbers of your business, and I just want people to, you know, take a breath because that 
that success for most people that do a craft type product, that's not a normal success. No, that didn't happen uh, actually overnight and easy. Um, we were, uh, we were in two Christmas shows in that year and, uh, we sold out, but we didn't make any money Uh, because I didn't know how to price my products. And then I learned, and then we went back, uh, and the whole business model was just to do craft markets and school fundraising. But I soon after two years, I realized, no, this will be a hobby. It won't be a business. Then we did, I did a lot of work, hired business coaches, and then got into stores to be able to do what I'm doing now. Good for you. Now, during this time, were you practicing gratitude? Was that like something that was, that you were aware of? Did you know about it? Yes. So I knew about law of attraction and gratitude Mm. since I was actually, I was 18. Oh, really? Tell me more. more. (laughs) Okay. So back in Iran, uh, when you pass your, like when you get your high school diploma, you have to pass this very high tense uh, exam to get into any college. It's not like you can apply to anything. You have to pass between like millions of people that they're doing this test. You have to pass that. And it's a very difficult one. So apparently I was nervous for that. And I would get these aches and pains all over my body. None of the doctors could figure out why. So I was in this test, doing this lab, doing that lab, checking with this doctor and that specialist, and nobody could figure it out. At the end, they said, it could be just your nerves. You're nervous about something. And my dad sat and talked to me and said, well, I don't want you to go to university. I just want you to be healthy. Can we just forget university? And then, uh, which I eventually went to university, but a different subject that I really loved. And then he bought me this book um, by Felerence Scovelshin that talks about law of attraction. It was a translated book in Farsi. And, oh, I wish I had this book with me right now. I have the original book. I got it spiraled. Oh, wow. So it was like my Bible. Okay. Everything I wanted to do, I would go back in there. And in that book, it talked about gratitude. But I can't say I practiced gratitude up until last year religiously. So it's interesting that you bring up the law of attraction because uh, I had Michael Lose on the podcast earlier this year who wrote the book Law of Attraction. And he's a Canadian, just like us, you know, living in, I have read his book. Yes. Yeah. Living in beautiful BC. So even if we can't get our hands on this incredible book that you have that was translated in in Farsi, we can definitely get Michael Lozier's book, uh, the, you know, law of attraction and learn and understand how that principle works and how we can apply it in our life. And gratitude is definitely a part of, you know, this whole raising your vibration and allowing the law of attraction to work because it's going to work no matter what you do. But the higher your vibration, the more goodness you're going to attract. So what was it that happened um, at the beginning of the pandemic that had you leaning into gratitude? 
We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Okay. So when pandemic happened, um, well, before that, my business, GoGo Bags, was in a state that I could actually luxury myself to approach my other passions, uh, which was financial industry. I was an assistant to a um, financial advisor learning the business, and I actually got right before pandemic, got my mutual fund license as well. So I was happily doing that. And uh, actually, I was waiting for a couple of interviews to become a financial advisor myself. But then pandemic happened. And during pandemic, I was actually traveling and we were in Mexico. Mm. And I got laid off during my vacation. So you can imagine how I felt. But the good thing is that I always travel with my journal. I never leave my journal aside. So I wasn't sure what will be the, if I can come back to Canada, because they were telling us they're canceling flights. I wasn't sure what kind of an environment I'm going to come back to. Okay, we have to be quarantined for 14 days. Do we have, because the 14-day quarantine wasn't set when we left Canada, do we have enough food for 14 days? Is there anything open for me to do that? And then on top of that, I'm laid off. I have relied on that um, income because I was going to make some purchases and stuff like that. The only thing that saved me through that trip was my gratitude journal. I would wake up every morning at 5, 6 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. I would go to this beautiful lobby and put my meditation music on and I would write. 
I would write and ask for answers. I would write gratitude. I would like, I would look at everything that I'm seeing and I would be grateful for it. And I would be grateful for my health, my family's health and the whole society, whatever we have. Like I tried so hard to focus on the positive and the people who are healthy. And I wrote and I wrote. And at one point I got this, I don't know, they call it download. They call it flash. I I got this message that, well, you have go-go backs. Keep with that. And you will know what is next. And I came back home and that was it. I would walk my dog every morning after the two weeks quarantine. And I would be grateful that it's 10 a.m. And I'm walking my dog and my business still working because we we quickly switched to creating reusable masks and helping the community. We asked our community there were no masks available. We asked our community and it was like, go for it. And I was, <laughs> I was busy making and um, packing masks for all of our community here. So I kept, but that was my routine every morning for an hour at least. I would sit and write my gratitude. And then it proved to be even working further because later in April, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and I haven't told that many people uh, yet, Um, but it was only the gratitude journals that I did every morning that kept me going on a daily basis. And then Ask an Ata Consultant just fell on my lap, I think. It was because of the gratitude habit that I had. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've, you know, Anahita, I've, I've heard a lot of gratitude stories on my podcast. You know, it's been a couple of years now. And to hear how you, at a time of crisis, and, you know, I think we've already forgotten what that time was like because we're, we're almost, we're recording this. It's the end of 2021. So we're, coming very close to two years of being in this pandemic and the feeling of fear and the unknown and not even like understanding how people would get COVID or anything like that. It was frightening. And to be out of the country, borders closing, not getting flights. We were thinking, okay, what do we have to do? We have to rent a house here and move from a resort to a house. And what do we do with our teenagers? Like, how does that work? It was it was a very stress, stressful and bittersweet uh, vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing that you found that, that you had your journal. I also travel with my journal. It goes in my carry-on. It's like non-negotiable. I don't put it in my luggage. So to have that ability to tap into that, to go to gratitude, to sit in that place in a time of chaos, I think is a great lesson to how gratitude is a muscle, right? It's something, like you said, you had kind of dabbled in it. You just knew about it. You knew what the law of attraction was. And then you tapped into that muscle at a time when you needed it most. And then you really dug in and went deeply with it. And then we're able to deal with another crisis of your mom being sick. So yes. 
talk about crisis within crisis. <laughs> yeah, because again, during that time, we were still on lockdown. Yeah, I couldn't go help her. I just it was like it was a very stressful time. And um, yes, if it wasn't for gratitude and the gratitude habits that I had, um, I wouldn't be able to survive it. Oh, and look at you coming out of all this, you know. And may I ask though, how is your mom doing these days? She well, she's still battling with cancer. Okay. So she's still yeah. with us. She is with us. Good. Thank goodness. Okay. But not out of woods yet. Right. And that is uh, unfortunately one of the side effects of everything that's happened. Treatments were delayed. Yeah. Things took longer. And so uh, I'm glad that she is still with us at this time and and that you you know are yeah. able to be there for her more than before. That's for exactly, sure. Exactly. Yes. And it was a blessing that I got laid off. And then right. later, at, like I understand um, and I told my boss then that, um, well, it was uh, a good timing because otherwise I wouldn't be able to jump in and make the masks for the community. I wouldn't be able to be there for my mom. So well, and your all kids, worked right? out. Yeah. Your kids, although here in BC, kids were still going to school. Yes. Uh, no, actually uh, they didn't. It was the longest uh, spring break ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The longest spring break ever. Yes. Um, yes, I remember. So you, yeah, this is, and this, this idea of finding gifts in crisis, in pandemic is so important because our, our mindset has really been affected from, you know, our minds have really changed over these past two years. And so finding gratitude, choosing gratitude, continuing gratitude um, is, you know, I see you now with your success with Ask Anahita Consulting and how you're serving in different ways and how that's come to be. So um, tell me a little bit about how you got to be writing a book now, because I know that's coming out soon. Tell me more about your book. Yeah. So um, originally, like I always wanted to write a book. Originally, I wanted to write a book about uh, for go-go bags on how to um, be more zero waste uh, without uh, compromising your lifestyle, something in that regards. Maybe it happens eventually. Uh, and I was talking that, to this uh, book coach uh, and she asked me something. Um, and that was like, I think, October of last year. She asked me something. Uh, in that regard, okay, so what is your passion? And I said, my passion is business. I My passion is to teach business to other makers. And she said, so why don't you write a book about that and do that, what it, do your passion now? And I said, well, can I? And she <laughs> helped me through it. And uh, yes, it took me a while to accept it took me at least three months to kind of figure out. And it started with Canadian Makers Market. And then uh, eventually this year, uh, I think, I don't know, in April or May, uh, I decided to go for the book. And it's a complete book uh, with uh, with my story in it, more uh, in-depth story, and all the different uh, steps that I took for Google Bags and that people can take for their own business. Amazing. So taking your expertise, putting it into a book. Well, I'm definitely interested in the book because uh, podcast listeners may or may not know this, but I occasionally attend 
uh, in-person craft markets for my photography business. So through my photography business, I have a set of cards, like photo cards that are gratitude cards. I have my book, 30 Days of Gratitude. And then most recently, my calendar, which I'm talking about, but it's sold out. So no calendar, but I do a photo calendar. And I like to do um, craft markets for that because, you know, it's my own my craft is my photos, but I put them in a way that's easy to buy at a craft market. I think that's like a, that's something I've learned over time of markets is, you know, I'm pricing my cards so that people can just pay and it's easy to, whereas buying proofs and pictures and stuff, it's too hard. It's too big. It's too awkward. So thinking of ways that people can just give me, you know, a 10 or a 20 and just buy something easily and absolutely. And I look at your photos in the background. They're gorgeous. And Thank can you. I quickly show you something? Yeah, you sure. And something? if you're listening, we'll just tell you what we're, what she's going to show us. Because I'm of, sorry. Yes. No, no. Show uh, me. So um, I think it was in October that I did a workshop for a um, craft market for uh, kids. Oh, okay. Uh, that's called Brat's Fist, that their market is over. But I got these beautiful cards. It's a photograph. It's a kids that oh. does photographs and they cut it and put it on these papers, like oh. cards. Oh, okay. This is a photo of, I think it's a, it's a flame. And they made these beautiful cards that they were selling and it sold out in that market. So you will do awesome. Look at these. Oh, cool. Yeah. And again, this is creative because it's taking a photo and putting it on a card stock and then making it easier for people to take and buy and sell. So you really help people to, um, I think you mentioned actually, you have a resource for those. I don't know how many crafters we have as part of this community. Actually, I know I know some already and I can think of a few of the listeners that are crafters themselves. But for someone like me who does, you know, a market of maybe every once in a while, you mentioned you had a resource you wanted to share with us. Yes, I have an, uh, I have a list called Essentials Packing List okay. List for a successful market day. It's a okay. hand, mouthful <laughs> that includes all the items a crafter may need in a craft market. Uh, and what they need it for. So there are items they may have not thought about it. And then a checklist that they can just every market print one checklist, check all the things, because the worst thing that can happen is that you go to a market and you forget your essential item. And that will- Scissors and tape, right? Scissors and tape, which sounds so (laughs) obvious. But scissors and tape- Or your charger. You have oh, no yeah, idea charger? how many times I forgot my charger. Yep. And the first thing that goes off is the battery of your phone that you charge people with. Yeah. Or your little square devices. And char- yes, totally. Exactly. I agree with you. So this sounds great. So we're going to give people the link so where they can grab that. And uh, when they sign up to get this freebie, uh, this would be a great place for them. Also, if they're, they want to know when your book comes out, you want to know about book launch. Yes. Amazing. So for those that are curious to connect with you um, that may not want the freebie, where's the best place to find you on the internet? Oh, they can find me on askanahita.com okay. or on Facebook and Instagram, askanahita. Pretty simple. As always, the links will exist in the show notes for you. So Anahita, as we wrap things up, um, 
first of all, I just want to say how powerful your gratitude experience is. And it's very inspiring to see how, you know, an hour of gratitude a day, which might seem like a lot, but it isn't, it's transformative. So, and for a period of time. So I'm curious, like today, you know, we're more than a year later, do you still have the same really intense practice or has it changed and ebbed and flowed since then? A funny thing is that a few months ago, actually a month ago, I felt restless and uh, not myself. Mm -hmm. And then when I looked back, I noticed that because I was busy, I wasn't doing my gratitude routine on a daily basis. And as soon as I changed, my mood changed, my behavior towards myself and everybody else changed, and I could go on with my day without frustration. So yes, it's something that, as you said, it's a muscle that needs to be um, always in practice. Uh, I do forget sometimes busy days, but then there are days that I say like, no, I, this is more important. So um, yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for being authentic about it as well. I think that sometimes, you know, people start something with their gratitude journey and they stop and they, you know, don't give themselves the grace to know that all of us have ebbs and flows in our gratitude journey. But like you said, it's coming back to it. It's allowing yourself time for it. And then, you know, really feeling the difference, you know, as we go into season three of the podcast, we're really going to, uh, I've got some great guests coming up that we're going to talk a little bit more about the science behind gratitude, about how it changes our brain and the way that we show up. Your story and many others show actual human experiences of how we experience gratitude and how it helps us. And I'm curious to be exploring what the science of gratitude says as well. So excited to see that coming up for season three. So Anahita, this was, oh, this was perfect. I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing your story. I Thank you for having me in your podcast. Appreciate it. It's wonderful to meet someone else who is passionate about gratitude, who practices gratitude, who is also an entrepreneur and a business owner, and really how the two really work together, you know, one with the other, the benefits, the downloads, love the downloads (laughs) part of it. So thank you so much. And I'm so excited to share you with our community. Thank you. Okay, I know that at the end, I always promise to share a personal secret with you, and I will do that. I have a little favor to ask, though. For those of you that are here till the end, I'm guessing you've been enjoying the podcast, and Spotify has just released a way to finally rate podcasts, and it's super easy. So if you have the Spotify app downloaded onto your phone, simply open the app and search for Wake Up With Gratitude. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, simply one tap to give it a five-star review. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your review and feedback. I wanted to share a Christmas story with you at the end of this episode. I'm going to share something about the magic of Christmas. So if you have little ones around that are listening, I suggest just stopping the podcast here so I don't reveal anything that they don't already know. I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood, and I'm not sure if it's just because we all don't have a lot of memories of childhood or because I had a bit of a difficult childhood with my parents, but I do have one really happy memory, and that is when my parents made me my own dollhouse. This also turned out to be the Christmas where I realized that Santa wasn't real, 
but it made up for the fact that my parents had taken an old bookshelf and converted it and made it into a dollhouse just for me. I accidentally walked in on my parents who were putting together this gift for me. I was probably about nine years old at the time, so it wasn't a huge shock to see them, you know, putting something together. But I just remember how special it was to have something that was created by my parents with their own hands, and it was really the highlight of that Christmas. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.